Welcome to Uncharted Territory. In the last episode, player battles against time and hordes of zombies in the cave, seeking a rare cure to a lethal infection. Severely wounded and facing new, unpredictable threats, he and his loyal companion Ninja fight desperately. As the situation becomes dire, a narrow escape from a deadly zombie, and Ninja's swift actions lead to the crucial discovery of the cure. Amidst this chaos, they also find a key item for an upcoming challenge. This is episode 5, Love and Retribution. Guide paced back and forth next to the bed while chewing on her thumbnail. Maybe if we collect enough bombs, we can fill the lab with them and blow it all into the sky, she said to herself. Or fill it with slime and then light it on fire. She kept on pacing. No, they need to suffer. Those zombies don't deserve being put out of their suffering. They need to suffer for hurting my player. Ninja, sitting on her knees next to the bed, said, I am sorry, Lady Guide. It is because I failed to anticipate the threat that- No. No. Guide wasn't having any of Ninja trying to take the blame. In fact, she even gave Ninja a hug and petted her head. It isn't your fault. You did your best. And it's thanks to you that Player is alive. You did wonderfully, all right? You're a good girl. Ninja still looked like she felt guilty, but her tail couldn't resist wagging. And next to her was Mimic, who, despite not having a face at all, somehow managed to also look guilty in the way that its tongue limply hung out from its body. Guide gave Mimic some attention, too, by petting the top of its chest. And I'm sure you tried your best to protect him, too. If anything, there's only one person at fault here. Guide took her hands off of Ninja and Mimic and looked straight at me. There is only one person I can blame for player getting hurt. She narrowed her eyes at me. S sorry, I instinctively said. I didn't mean to- What are you apologizing for? You didn't do anything wrong. The only one to blame is the bastard zombie that bit you. Even if it looked like a child, I don't care. I wish I was there to kill it myself. So, you're not mad at me? No, I am. But I'm not mad at you because I think it was your fault. I'm mad at you because I care about you and I don't ever want to see you hurt. Do you know how sometimes when people see something that's really, really cute and it makes them feel violent? Like, something so cute that they want to punch something? Yeah. That's how I feel about you. One, because you're cute. But in this case, that's also why I'm mad at you. I'm not mad at you because you did anything wrong. I'm mad at you because of how much I care about you and want to protect you. So you love me so much that it makes you mad at me. God stopped talking to think about it for a moment. It really sounds horrible when you put it that way. I couldn't help but to laugh a little. <laughs> don't, don't worry, I know what you mean. I think I'd feel the same if either of you got hurt. I might be a bit mad at you, but... It wouldn't be because you did anything wrong. It'd be because I want to protect you and make sure you're never hurt. Well, good. At least we're both toxic and get mad at each other just because the other got hurt. She made me laugh some more. <laughs> I, I don't think it's toxic. It's a very sort of innocent anger. I wouldn't call somebody abusive or toxic or violent or whatever just because they want to punch something after seeing something really cute. Guide pouted a little before climbing up onto the bed and cuddling up against my side. 
placing herself between my good arm and my chest. She then draped her arm over my chest and looked up at me. In the future, never go into any situation thinking you already know exactly how it's going to go. You should always expect new dangers. Getting overconfident will get you killed. Yeah, I will. And hey, you just gave me good advice that you never gave me in the game before. Good job. Guide smiled and playfully flicked my chin. You shouldn't be praising me. I'm a selfish girl who gets mad at the boy she likes because he got hurt by no fault of his own. That just makes you even cuter as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you really do spoil us. Guide looked over at my injured arm, which received some proper bandaging upon returning home, and asked, How does it feel? Does it still hurt? A little bit. But it was already visibly starting to heal by the time we made it back, so I think I'll be fine. More importantly, we're missing something. Ah, you're right. The two of us looked over at Ninja, who was still sitting on the floor. Except, rather than look sad and guilty like before, she looked fidgety and jealous. Why aren't you up here with us? Guide asked her. Uh, well, Lord Player is injured, and the bed is not that large. I do not want to risk accidentally hurting him by joining him at his other side. Hmm. I can see your concern. All right, you can take my spot. But then, where would you go, Lady Guide? I do not wish to deprive you of being with him. To an even better place than at his side, obviously. Guide climbed over me and left my side to instead place herself between my legs, resting her head right on top of my crotch. See? The pillow here might be a little... harder, and like to bounce my head sometimes, but it's still a top-quality pillow. In fact... I would undeniably claim that it is the highest quality pillow in this whole world. Oh, I see. But if... if I may be so bold as to disagree with you, I believe his stomach makes a better pillow. It is soft, and it allows me to better feel his breathing to know that my lord yet lives, and his stomach makes cute noises sometimes. Ninja looked like she was embarrassing herself by talking about my stomach seeing as how she got more and more flustered by it. And it was just as embarrassing to me, too. Disagreement is good in this case, Guide said, nodding her head by rubbing it back and forth against my crotch. That means I get to selfishly keep this pillow to myself while his stomach is all yours. So it's a win-win. I see. You are always so wise, Lady Guide. Right? While I might have been apprehensive about accepting Ninja's praise, Guide was more than happy to accept any and all compliments thrown at her. And while Ninja climbed up onto the bed and cuddled up against my side, resting her head on top of my abdomen, Guide was also happy to take advantage of the fact that I was resting in bed, because it didn't take long for one of her hands to slide up to my pant leg and start to stroke the length that was sticking down through it. What a poor hero, unable to tend to his own needs because of how heavily injured his arm is. You know I can still move it fine and have a perfectly functioning arm, right? I asked. What a shame. Both of his arms have been lost in a horrible accident, meaning that he can no longer satisfy his perverse urges with his own hands. 
You've got from being upset that I got bit in one arm to fantasizing about me losing both of my arms. Ugh, such a horrible tragedy. But worry not, player. I will be more than happy to help you relieve yourself during these trying times. Continuing to completely ignore my attempts at playing the straight man, Guide placed a kiss against my bulge and then undid my zipper. Ninja, meanwhile, found one of her hands reaching down toward my length as well, and it was obvious where things were going. Not that I could complain about that. Surely enough, after a few hours of being drained by Guide and Ninja, the two girls ended up feeling like they were bloated again because of how much they opted for swallowing. It was pretty masochistic and... Strange of them to swallow so much of my cum that they would do it until they literally felt borderline sick from it. But there was also something extremely hot about them going to that length for me. It was like it was their favorite drink and they just couldn't get enough of it, even if they knew they were going to suffer later because of it. And now that it was getting dark out and actually a bit chilly, the three of us cuddled together under the blankets. Guide ended up taking a position on my chest, lying directly on top of me and, unfortunately, depriving Ninja from using my stomach as a pillow, and Ninja stayed against my side and chose to use my shoulder as her pillow. Player? Guide said, her voice soft and low. Yeah? I replied. You need to let us do this more often without you getting hurt first. Or I could get hurt even more so that I'm forced by you to rest in bed more often. Guide glared at me, slid farther up my chest, and then brought her lips against my neck. She then followed up with a soft kiss, before biting down. Hard! It was embarrassing, but I couldn't resist letting out a pained, and pleasured, moan from her bite. It hurt. Sure, it didn't hurt as much as having a zombie biting my arm and tearing a chunk of it away, but it still hurt. And it hurt in a way that I didn't try to stop. After about twenty seconds of biting my neck, she had me blushing and panting, and I didn't want it to end. But it did after another ten seconds or so. There, you've been hurt, Guide said. Now you're forced to rest in bed even more. And now those bastards will know that we are the only ones allowed to bite you when they see the mark that I left on your neck. As for Ninja, Guide noticed that she was watching the bite with pretty strong interest in her eyes. Do you want a mark as well? Guide asked her, bringing out her sultry voice as she looked Ninja directly in the eyes. Ninja's ears twitched, and her tail began to wag underneath the blanket. There was also the fact that her face reddened up pretty rapidly as she thought about it. I... I have never been assaulted in such a way, but watching how much Lord Player enjoyed it made me... curious. Guide, I said. I think it's time for more hot gay things. I agree completely, Player. Guide replied before sliding a bit over onto Ninja pinning her down against me, and then biting into her neck. Ninja's eyes shot open wide as her tail furiously wagged underneath the blanket at that point. She tried to hold back her noises, but her erotic moans and gasps were forced out before long. 
Now, as cool and as hot as Guide was, and as happy as I was to be submissive to her every now and then, I also felt the urge to sort of put her in her place. Or maybe I just wanted to reassert that she wasn't the only one who could be cool and hot. Sure, she got to be those most of the time, but I could do it too. Guide pulled her mouth away from Ninja's neck and said, There. Now you're both marked as mine. I reached my good arm up to grab Guide by her neck, causing her eyes to shoot open in surprise just like Ninja's did, and pulled her close enough to bite onto her neck. One side of Guide's neck had my hand partially wrapped around it to keep her in place, while my teeth sunk into the other side of her neck. Her hands reached up to my chest and tightly gripped onto my shirt as she squirmed and moaned, but she did nothing to stop the bite, just as neither me nor Ninja did. So I bit harder, and then she forced me to stop by pushing herself away from me. Her face was pure red, and she looked like she was about to cry a little, but she was also smiling and looked happy despite the pain. Geez, player, a girl's neck is sensitive. You can't bite that hard. I tried being cool and hot myself, but ended up messing it up. Uh, Sorry, I've uh, never done something like that before, so... Thank you. Guide brought her face down to my own and placed her lips against mine for a kiss. It felt great. And now you know how hard is too hard, so you'll get to bite me even more in the future without me having to stop it. Even when I try to be cool, you still end up being the coolest. Guide showed me a smug little smile before kissing me again. The coolest guys are the ones who can make mistakes, acknowledge them, and learn from them. Whether it comes to being bitten because of overconfidence, or trying to bite somebody else, mistakes are all right as long as you learn from them. She then turned her head and pointed at the other side of her neck. And what better way to learn than to get more practice? Yep. I was never going to be cooler than Guide. Ninja and I went outside once morning came around so that we could get some training done. Or, rather, so that she could train me. She was clearly experienced with fighting, while my only experience with fighting came from video games, so I wanted her to teach me as much as she could so that I would be better able to protect us in the future. So, there we stood, facing each other out in the yard in front of the house, with hickeys all over our necks, thanks to Guide. Guide and Mimic were also present just to watch us, and the former was sitting on the ladder with one leg crossed over the other. I wasn't sure that Mimic would be fine with being sat on, but Mimic was perfectly happy to accept Guide sitting on it. Admittedly, I wondered what it would be like if Guide sat on me. She must have been turning me into a masochist. Are you sure that you're all right, Lord Player? Ninja asked, bringing my attention back to her as she looked at the arm that got injured yesterday. When I looked down at my arm, it was all better. There was a bit of scarring, and the skin hadn't finished fully growing back, but the wound itself was basically gone. Accelerated healing was nice. Yeah, I said, drawing my wooden broadsword. 
I figured that since she had what looked like a katana, it would probably make sense for me to train with the sword, too. So, what now? I've never really done anything like this before. Ninja nodded and said, First, you may put your sword away. We do not need it yet. Uh, Oh. I felt a bit embarrassed for getting ahead of myself, but I put the sword away. All right. With another nod, Ninja sat down on the grass and crossed her legs with one hand resting on each knee. Do as I do, Lord Player. With a nod of my own, I sat down in front of her just like she did. Are we going to meditate or something? It is a practice not dissimilar to meditation. Rather than clear your mind, you will master your breathing. They say that it takes 10,000 hours to become a master of something. I'm pretty sure I've clocked more hours in than that. I just meant it as a joke, but Ninja took it seriously and replied with, A child will have as many hours thinking, but a master of thought it does not make. Intentional effort in pursuit of mastery is what matters. While she might have taken my joke seriously, I still felt like I actually learned a bit from that. I never really thought of that before. Just because a kid might spend thousands of hours running around playing wouldn't make them as good as somebody who deliberately trains for a track team. Makes sense. So, what good is mastery over breathing? Breathing is of utmost importance. Have you ever been in an unexpected situation where you panicked? Of course. Can you explain what your breathing was like during it? Panicked? Erratic? Uh, short and shallow breaths? Would you say that you were in control of your breathing during those times? No. At least, not until I was able to force myself to calm down and take a deep... Ah, I see where this is going. Ninja offered a slight smile before saying, Yes, Lord Player. To regain control of the situation, you first regained control of your breathing. We were taught that one's breathing is representative of their mental state. To have control over your breathing is to have control over your mind. Should your breathing calm, it will encourage your mind to calm, and vice versa. Should your mind panic, it will encourage your breathing to follow suit, and vice versa. One begets the other. Those who panic may struggle to breathe, and that struggle to breathe will make them panic even more, which will then make their breathing even more erratic. The same applies to staying calm. So it's like a feedback loop. Even if your mind is worried and panicking, you can't let your breathing go out of control, because that will just make everything worse. But if you can keep control of your breathing, it calms your brain down, which makes it easier for your breathing to stay calm. Oh, precisely, Lord Player. You are a fast learner. I appreciate the praise, but all I'm doing is listening to you. If anything, you're a good teacher. Ninja's cheeks took on a light shade of red as an almost smug, proud smile curled her lips. I am honored to hear such words from my lord. Now, in order to master your breathing, you must first memorize everything there is to know about it. You know how to breathe. But do you know what it feels like? It is automatic, and something that requires no thought most of the time. It is also automatic when it runs out of control. That is why it is important to know how to manually control it. Close your eyes and breathe. 
pay attention to how it feels. Feel your lungs as they expand with air, and feel them deflate as you breathe out. I spent too much time on the internet. The first thing that came to mind after listening to her were those memes that said things like, You're now manually breathing. You're now aware of your tongue. You have to manually blink, and so on. But, regardless of whatever stupid memes I thought of, I followed Ninja's orders and closed my eyes to focus on breathing. In. Out. In. Out. The more I breathed, the more I realized just how quiet Ninja's breathing was. I wasn't a loud breather or anything, just normal. Guide was too. We both made a normal amount of noise when breathing, which was basically on the silent side of things, unless one was paying close attention. But no matter how closely I tried to listen for Ninja's breathing, there was nothing. She was totally silent. When I peeked an eye open, she didn't even look like she was breathing. She was as still as she was silent. It was impossible to tell just from looking at her that she was even alive. Eyes closed, Lord Player, Ninja said. I shut my peeking eye as soon as she said that. How could you even tell? I did the same during my first lesson, and I was told what I told you. So, you guessed purely based on the fact that you did it too? Yes. You're really cute, Ninja. I heard it. I heard her breathe. Uh, now, now is not the time for that, Ninja said. Please, focus on your breathing, and that does not include teasing me. I really wanted to tease her even more, but I resisted and went back to focusing on my breathing. After regaining control of her breathing, Ninja said, Next, Lord Player, focus on... As it would turn out, there were a lot of different things I could focus on while breathing. A couple of hours later, and I couldn't exactly say that I felt like I had any more mastery over my breathing than before. I became pretty intimate with how it felt when manually breathing, though. And once I could finally open my eyes again, I looked around and caught a glimpse of Guide and Mimic in the yard on the other side of the house, playing fetch with some wood so that they wouldn't disturb us. Mimic was, apparently, pretty dog-like since it happily chased after the wood that Guide kept on throwing for it. Ninja saw the game of fetch too, and when she saw Guide throw the wood, Ninja's ears perked up, and her tail wagged as she tracked it with her eyes. Mimic wasn't the only dog-like one around, though at least Ninja had the excuse of being part canine when going by her appearance. Regardless, Ninja cleared her throat and drew her blade as she forced her attention away from the stick and onto me. <clears throat> Normally, you would spend a year mastering your breathing before you're even allowed to handle a weapon. But I know we cannot afford that time, so I will do my best to teach you what I can with what time we have. I'll make sure to practice breathing whenever I'm not doing anything else, I said. Good. Now then. Pay attention to how I breathe as I swing. Ninja, holding her blade with both of her hands, 
swung her sword with extreme speed that I almost wasn't even able to see. But while I might have been able to at least catch a glimpse of the swing, I didn't see anything as far as her breathing went. Did you see that, Lord Player? Ninja asked. Uh, I didn't, I answered. I think you might be such a master at breathing that I can't even see you do it. Hmm. I will try again, but I will exaggerate my movement so that your eyes may follow. Ninja then returned her blade to its starting position, holding it at her side while pointing it up, and took in a deep breath. She used her mouth to breathe, which made it more clear what she was doing when. I hadn't even realized it before, but she was breathing with her nose that entire time. Then, when it was time to swing her blade, she exhaled while she swung, before breathing back in as she returned the sword to its starting position once again. I guess I should be breathing with my nose, shouldn't I? I asked. Oh, were you not doing that? Ninja asked. I was breathing like a filthy mouth breather that whole time we were sitting. Uh, uh, perhaps I should have opened my eyes at one point to confirm you were doing it properly. Forgive me, Lord Player. I have failed- You didn't fail. You're still a great teacher. It's just your first time. Mistakes are natural. Thank you for forgiving such a mistake. I will do my best to not allow another. So, is breathing through the nose really that important? Yes. You should only need your mouth to breathe when there is something preventing you from doing so with your nose, such as illness. Considering how important breathing is to combat, any indicator of your breaths is a sign for your opponent to read. When you inhale on the defense and exhale on the offense, if you breathe with your mouth, you're telling your opponent exactly what you're doing. The greatest masters may be able to tell, even when somebody is breathing through their nose, but most never will. Got it. So, when I want to do that special move you do, I should breathe out through my nose as I swing my blade? Ninja nodded. Expel your breath as you strike. Does it really matter? I mean, what if somebody wants to breathe in while on the attack and breathe out while on the defense? Ninja's eyes widened a bit and her ears twitched. She looked like she was thinking about it for a few seconds before saying, I do not know. We were never taught that. I remember being told to follow orders and not to question them. That is what I've always done. The outcome of our training was supposed to be all the explanation we needed. You really should learn to question authority. I would claim that it is my duty to serve without question, but I suspect you would scold me if I claimed that. You got it. Anyways, so as long as it's the first attack, if I properly breathe out as I swing my sword, I can do what you did? With enough practice, yes. I nodded before turning away and trying it out myself. I closed my eyes, focused on my breathing, waited until I could perfectly line up my movements with my breath, and then swung my sword while breathing out through my nose. And it was just... a normal swing. There was nothing special about it. Is this one of those times where somebody enters a training arc of doing the same thing thousands of times until they perfect it? 
I asked. I know not of what you reference, Ninja replied. But I have spotted another problem. And what's that? Your form. I am sorry, my lord, but your form is comparable to a newborn stupor. I'd feel offended, but you're probably right. It's not like this world requires me to expertly swing weapons around. As far as I could tell from testing, it doesn't matter whether I swing like an amateur with barely any effort or swing while trying to do it properly and full of effort. As long as I put in enough force and have the intent to cause harm, it works, and the damage is the same. This world does behave rather strangely. However, I believe it would still be best for you to learn proper techniques. Even should the swing of a novice result in the same damage as the swing of a master, we should not expect our foes to forever remain so simple. Your current skill is enough for the enemies we have faced thus far. But what if you were to face an enemy of my skill, or greater? That's a good question. I checked my health, and then hers. We both have full health, so why don't we try it out? Wait, is it even possible for us to hurt each other? Actually, is it even possible for me to hurt myself? I looked down at my leg and smacked my sword into it with more than enough strength to hurt a slime. It hurt me, too, but it didn't do any damage like it would have to a slime. All right, I said with a nod. Ninja, hit me. My, my lord? Ninja replied. But I couldn't. I could never raise a hand against you. It's for my own good. Besides... How are we going to spar and see how I do against you if you're not willing to even try attacking me? But uh, I... A whistle from the side interrupted us. Surely enough, it came from Guide, who was suddenly wearing a smug smile on her face. Well, player, I didn't know you were such a masochist. You should have let me know while we were still in bed. It was so easy for her to fluster me with her words. And now you know for next time, I replied, even though I wouldn't exactly call myself a masochist. I just wanted to try and give a smooth line in response. But given the look that Guide returned when I said that, I felt like she was going to hold me to that response. I had to return my attention to Ninja before I got too distracted thinking about being in bed with her and Guide some more. <laughs> Hit me. Just hit my arm with the intent to hurt me. Ninja's ears flattened against the top of her head. Are... are you sure? I am. Ninja sighed before turning her blade around so that the back of it was facing outward. Probably a good idea so that she didn't slice my arm off. Following that, she hesitantly walked up to me, making me think of a creaky robot struggling to move its limbs with the way that she walked, before slowly raising her blade up in the air. Who's a good girl? Guide asked. Ninja's ears shot straight up as she swung her blade down while turning her head to look at Guide. Is, is it me? Her ears twitched again as she realized what she just did, turning her head to look down at my arm before pulling her blade away. Lord... Lord Player, I'm sorry. I waved my arm to try and wave the pain away. Uh, don't worry about it. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. Besides, I checked out my health again. I didn't take any damage from that. 
At least, not the kind of damage that would kill me. My arm still hurt, though. Can you hold out your arm for me? I want to test if I can hurt you or not. Ninja was quick to nod her head and pull back one of her sleeves. Please, my lord, punish me for striking you so severely. Guide chuckled off to the side. <laughs> Player is a masochist and Ninja is into punishment play. I see. When I looked over at her, she looked like she was taking notes in her book. You know, you're supposed to use that book for important information, I said. Then it's a good thing I just wrote down the most important information yet. Once again, she had me in a position where I had no idea how to respond. So, I returned my attention to Ninja and raised my sword. Since it was only made out of wood, I wasn't worried about dealing much damage, if I even could. So I swung at the minimum amount I would need to in order to normally deal damage. No damage number popped up and her health remained full. So I didn't deal any damage damage. But she didn't even react to me hitting her. Did I hurt her at all? How did that feel, I asked. Did it hurt? Ninja shook her head. I felt it, but it was but a tickle compared to the beatings I recall from poor performance. Ninja... The more I learn about you, the more I just want to wrap you up in blankets and spoil you for the rest of your life. Ninja's tail wagged when she heard that. But, but I do not deserve such treatment, especially not after harming you so. Too bad. Now then, let's have a practice fight. I want to see how I actually do against you. Are, are you sure, my lord? I am. Ninja sighed, but nodded right after. Very well. Is it all right if I only tap you with my blade, rather than strike you with the intent to harm you? That would probably be for my body's best. But as long as you don't use the sharp side of your sword, I should be fine. Hey, Mimic, Guide said. Want to place bets on who you think will win? Mimic pointed its tongue at me. Oh, good. I was hoping you would bet on him, since I'm betting on Ninja. Mm, you sound confident about your choice, I said. As much as I like, and respect, and admire, and want to spend the rest of my life with you, Guide said, sounding annoyed that she couldn't just say that she loved me. I think we can both see that Ninja has more experience in real combat. Don't worry, I understand. I'd bet on her too. I looked at Mimic. But, thanks for believing in me anyways. With that, I returned my attention to Ninja. Ready? Ninja replied with a nod. I am, my lord. Good. Then let's start... Ninja disappeared. The next thing I knew, I felt the backside of her blade pressed against the side of my neck from behind. Mimic pointed its tongue at Ninja to change its bet after seeing that. Thank you for joining us on another thrilling adventure of Uncharted Territory. The excitement, danger, and magic of uncharted territory continues to unfold, and we can't wait to share what's in store for our next episode. So, mark your calendars, because next Friday, we'll dive back into the game world for more action, mystery, and unexpected twists. Before we part ways, remember that your feedback and support keep this journey alive. If you have any questions, comments, or fan theories, tweet at us at utpod-dash. 
We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep exploring.